0: This is Novel Marketing.
1: I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr., and with me as always is James L. Rubart, best-selling and multi-award-winning novelist. And this is the show for
0: novelists who want to become best-selling authors.
1: And in this episode, we are going to talk about what may be my favorite topic in all of publishing, (laughs) and that is... Audiobooks. Uh audiobooks, um, for those of you who don't know, they used to be called books on tape. And in the olden days, you'd get these whole huge packages of cassette tapes, and you'd put them in your car, and you'd listen to them, and you flip them over. And then we it's with the one technology that went through a terrible adolescence, and that is CDs. So if you take your cassette tape out of your car and put it in your Walkman, it remembers where you left off. You take a book on CD out and put it in your CD Walkman, you start over from the beginning. Not only that, but the cassette tapes carried twice as much audio as the CDs did, which means CDs never really worked for audiobooks, and audiobooks almost disappeared until the iPod.
0: Right. But they were a big deal. I remember the first wave. Audiobooks were going to take over the universe, and it was going to be great. And, and they were in the bookstores. They were in Barnes & Noble and Borders when Borders still existed. And it, yeah, it was going to take off. And then it, it, it never ended up happening.
1: Yeah, CDs happened. But now we are in a audiobook renaissance because I now have in my pocket right here. In fact, I pulled it out of my hands. I have a little black box made by Apple that happens to also be a phone, and it has on it 500 audiobooks that I've purchased. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't have them all loaded, but I can download any one of them from Audible at any time. And suddenly I have access to my entire audiobook library, and listening to an audiobook is as easy as reading an ebook. So what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to talk to you about why you should have an audiobook. And the first reason is what we've just been talking about. The fact that the industry is booming. The audiobook industry
0: exploded, yeah. is
1: the fastest growing part of publishing. It's growing faster than ebooks. It's growing faster than paper books. In fact, ebook growth uh, I was flat in the last couple of years, whereas audiobooks are having double digit year over year growth. They're growing with something like 20% per year. So if you were to graph audiobook sales, it's a big line up and to the right. And if you don't have an audiobook, you're missing out on all that money. Think about
0: the web. A number of years ago, it was you go to your PC or your desktop or your Mac to go to the web. And nowadays, it's what? It's mobile. It's the same thing that's happening with books, where yes, it was ebooks. And yes, I still love opening a physical book. But with people this active as they are in this day and age, it is all moving to audio not all but in a huge way and I guess what I'm trying to say if you do not have this way to reach your readers you are like Thomas said missing out on a huge piece of the pie
1: the second reason your book should be an audiobook is because book mavens listen to audiobooks so a maven is a term uh, from the tipping book tipping point it's a book by Malcolm Gladwell the tipping point book <laughs> <laughs> yeah the tipping point book hey, hey, if you're laughing at me at home you say it three times fast is how you do um, <laughs> And a maven is somebody who curates information. It's somebody who's really passionate about a topic. It's somebody who reads a lot of books. I am in this category. So you've heard me talk in the past about how I read, you know, read 100 books last year. Well, confession time. I didn't actually read those 100 books. What? I <laughs> I listened to those 100 books. So when I make a book recommendation, I only recommend books that have an audiobook. Why? Because those are the only books that I've read (laughs) because I don't read. I'm a very slow reader, but I can listen at 2x and sometimes 3x speed. So I can listen to a 30-hour audiobook in 10 hours often. And I do it while I'm driving or while I'm working out. And uh, so if you want people like me or other people who are busy – who are people like pastors and CEOs and influencers, it's very often people are like, why aren't influencers reading my book? And well, it's like, well, if it's only on Kindle and paper, they can't get it in the way that they prefer. It's, it's people with lots of time on their hands who can cuddle up by the fire that like to read a Kindle book or a paper book. It's the people on the go that can maybe help your book spread. Those are the folks uh, that will only engage with it if it's an audiobook. And if it's not an audiobook, you're not only missing out on the sale to the mavens, but you're missing out on all of the people they would recommend your book to. And you'll notice that books with audiobooks tend to way outsell books without an audiobook on both the paper and Kindle versions.
0: Let me jump back just for a second to the 2x Three X. Thomas is saying he listens to it one and a half or two times, or sometimes even three times speed. Three times is normal. Yeah, you now, could do that on
1: a cassette tape. That would be chipmunks back then. You could, yeah, <laughs> the technology's you could come that. a long way.
0: And, and I I do the same thing. I'm I can go to about two X and be comfortable. I've trained myself to do that, and Thomas has trained himself to do that as well. But you you it's like speed reading. It's like speed reading for your ears and and truly it works. and so you are able to get and sometimes i I read a book slowly simply because I want to savor it. but the, the, there's other times where it's like, I want to get through this book quickly because I want to get onto another book. And so those of you saying, how am I going to read it at two times it, it you get used to it pretty quick
1: and you you can work your way up uh, to get there. so right. uh, the third reason, Is audiobooks protect you from the Oprah effect, or they help protect you from the Oprah effect? Now, for those of you younger listeners, you may not know who Oprah is, but she used to have a very popular television show that half the country would watch every day. Yeah,
0: insert another very, a very, very popular show.
1: (laughs) Right. And uh, in fact, she's the one who picks the presidents. The last three presidents were the ones that she picked. So she kissed George W. Bush on her show, and his ratings went up like five or ten points after that. She um, had Obama on her show and didn't have any of his opponents, and there was a very famous episode where she had Trump on back in the early 90s, uh, where he, she made Trump look like this rock star, and that video went viral, and so in many ways, she's the most powerful person in the world. <laughs> um, well, I didn't I, know I, that.
0: That's cool. That's, that's yeah, I, I,
1: I, I She may have taken back, if she could have, gone in a time machine and undone her video for Trump, because I don't I, know she supports yeah, it now, uh, but anyway, she the Oprah effect though is when a very popular celebrity and Oprah was the most famous for doing this recommends your book. Suddenly there's a spike in demand, and I know people who Oprah mentioned their book and they didn't know it was going to happen, and suddenly every copy of their book was sold out in every store. And then for the next two weeks, three weeks, there was demand for the book and no sales because there was no copies of the book. And then by the time the books got printed and put back in the store, everyone had forgotten and they had missed out on this huge wave of demand that could have made their career. So ebooks help you protect you from the Oprah effect. And we've talked about that in the past, but audiobooks also protect you from the Oprah effect. So if Oprah recommends your book, people can download an unlimited number of audiobooks, just like they can download an unlimited number of ebooks. And so if you get some lucky break, some big celebrity recommends you, Uh, In fact, uh, Tom Clancy had his break when Rush Limbaugh, I I believe it was. No, it was Ronald Reagan.
0: Reagan. Ronald
1: Reagan uh, recommended Tom Clancy, and suddenly he went from a no-name author to suddenly the best-selling author for you know year after year. Um, And so, anyway, audiobooks can help you with that effect of a surprise celebrity recommending your book.
0: The next thing that you need to consider is that audiobooks that are loved become. Books that people want on their shelves, and and you guys get this—you guys are readers as well as writers. And if you love a book, it is your friend. You want that book on your shelf. You want that hard copy. And so, a lot of times, a great audiobook. Someone listens to a great audiobook, they will go out and buy the physical copy. So, it gives you additional sales from the same reader.
1: Especially if you're writing nonfiction, people want to highlight. But also, if you're wanting fiction, especially if you have a good. Um, hardback that looks good on a shelf part of you know enjoying a book is owning a copy as somebody who doesn't read paper books i have bought a lot of paper books of the audiobooks that i listen to and also amazon's got this cool feature now called whisper sync where if you buy the audiobook they give you a discount on the ebook and they're synced so i could listen to chapter 1 and half of chapter 2 on the audiobook and then pick up right where i left off on the kindle and then read it on the you know somewhere where i couldn't listen to an audiobook and then go back and forth and then it would pick back up on The audiobook and they're in sync i don't know how they do that it seems like black magic to me but but it's uh, pretty
0: cool (laughs) but it's a
1: cool feature and so people who have audiobooks will find that they're driving kindle sales just by having that audiobook in the audible store
0: the next thing that you need to consider uh that makes an audiobook so appealing is there are millions and millions of people out there who hate reading but they love listening Right? They'll, they'll listen to songs, they'll listen to music, they'll listen to podcasts. They just don't like to read. So, this opens up a new category of readers for you if you're willing to do an
1: audiobook, especially younger listeners. So, millennials are much more open to audiobooks and they listen to audiobooks a lot more. Than older folks. Older folks get in if you, there's kind of a cutoff. If you know what an mp3 is and you know how to turn a CD into a bunch of mp3s, you are incredibly comfortable with audiobooks. And I found that people who don't know how to do that, who came from before the mp3 generation, they're a little bit less comfortable with audiobooks, which is unfortunate because they're the kinds of people who tend to be writing the books. And whereas the younger people who are the ones consuming those books, they really want it in audio. And I, I saw some sort of t- statistic and I don't remember exactly what the number is, but something like 30 or 40% of millennials' Prefer audiobooks over ebooks and over paper books. And um, if you're wanting to reach a younger audience and also men, uh, if you're wanting to reach more men, they prefer audiobooks. So if you're writing romance, romance is not a huge category in audiobooks. That is, you know, that's owned in ebooks. That's where romance lives. But if you're writing nonfiction and if you're writing science fiction, if you're writing fantasy, you've got to be in an audiobook because that's where your quote unquote readers are.
0: Let me ask you this Thomas does having an audiobook make you easier to find or harder to find
1: <laughs> easier to find uh which leads <laughs> us to reason number 6 uh having an audiobook makes you easier to find now why That's that what is I just said. Yeah <laughs> you stole my idea Oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> no no so so why does it make you easier to find Jim
0: Well just look at the numbers In other words, there are millions and millions and millions of books on Amazon. The advent of the modern-day Gutenberg printing press allowing anybody to throw a book up has put a lot, a lot, a lot of books up. However, there are a lot fewer audiobooks out there. There's, um, I don't know, 100,000 audiobooks maybe, where there are 100 million-plus Books in ebook or paper form. Consequently, there are just fewer books out there. So you're going to be easier to find that way.
1: And typically, publishers have their best books in audiobook. And so the Audible search engine becomes a much more useful search engine. And I actually prefer Audible reviews over Amazon reviews because a lot of authors get their friends to leave them Amazon reviews, but the Audible reviews are from real people. And I find that they're much more helpful for helping me determine if I want to read the book or not. Uh, But yes, so why do do people want to be in the bookstore? Because it puts them in a smaller group. You're suddenly competing against only three or four other books in your genre. On your shelf, maybe all the books around you are different enough where you really pop. Whereas if you're on Amazon, there's many books that are very similar to yours. And it's very easy to get lost in the crowd. Well, guess what? There's a new bookstore, and it's called Audible. It's the most elite, exclusive bookstore. It's where the CEOs and the rich people and busy people shop. And uh, by having an audiobook, suddenly you have access to that exclusive group of folks, and you're easier to find. I will tell you, there are many books that I've read. The only reason I read that book is that it was the only book on its topic on Audible. So there may have been two dozen books on Amazon, some of which were probably better books. In fact, there's I'm, I'm getting married, and there's a book um, about an aspect of marriage I wanted to prepare for. There was only one book on this topic on all of Audible. And it was not the best book. But you know what? I listened to the whole thing. I bought it and listened to the whole thing because that's all there was. And I knew I wasn't going to read a paper book. And um, uh, there's actually like premarital counseling books. There's a dearth of them on uh, on Audible. There needs to be more. But that's you know why we're doing this. Authors, please help us out. <laughs> the people who only listen, put your books on Audible.
0: Thomas, I got good news and bad news for you. The, the, uh, the bad news is no one heard your last 45 seconds. Did I cut out? No, no. Uh, They heard you, but I I think they stopped listening to that and they started thinking about the words that came out of your mouth. And I think you need to tell people a little bit more about these words that that came out of your mouth. I'm getting married oh
1: yes surprise this is a easter egg for uh those of you who've been listening to us this far Uh, and part of the reason why the episodes have been a little bit sporadic i've been uh engaged these last few months busy a little busy planning a wedding and um planning a honeymoon and planning a life with a woman that i love with all my heart and Yes, uh, some things just kind of slip through the cracks, and this podcast is is one of them. So I apologize uh, for the lack of episodes. Uh, yeah, we have really good reason. She's totally worth it.
0: Great reason. So that's that's why we've been a little a little lax these last few months. Great reason to do it. And I I've gotten to know Thomas's fiance, phenomenal lady, and so I am um, just thrilled for him. A lot of people are thrilled for him, for him, and Thomas, you're thrilled for you.
1: Oh, I'm very I'm very thrilled. So anyway, enough enough about me. Back. to are reasons why your book should be an audiobook. Uh, The final reason that we have is that audiobooks are not that expensive uh, to make. They used to be much harder. So back in the olden days, when you had to go to a studio and somebody with an expensive getup had to record you, it would cost tens of thousands of dollars to record an audiobook. And it was often common in those days for professional actors to read your book. You'd get somebody like Patrick Stewart to read your book. And um, that's really expensive. You're only going to do that for the very top books. But there's been this revolution, this thing called the internet, which has allowed out-of-work actors. And there, are let me tell you, there are a lot of out-of-work actors. If you think you're broke as an author, there's a whole other group of folks that are even poorer <laughs> than you are. And they're called actors who have... Beautiful voices, beautiful speaking ability, beautiful acting ability, and would love to, for cheap or sometimes even for free, record your audiobook to help um, build their career as an audiobook reader.
0: Yeah, so it's out there. It's not that it's, it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not always incredibly cheap. You still in some ways get what you pay for, but it's so radically different than it used to be because there are people, and we're going to talk about this in an upcoming episode, how you can get it done for free. So if you're indie publishing, if you've spent money on a cover design and you've spent money on a good edit and you've spent money on all these different aspects of producing an indie book, it is going to be probably in most cases about the same as doing an indie hard copy, an ebook as it is to do an audiobook and sometimes a lot less.
1: Yeah, and so we will have an upcoming episodes. We ask, leave us reviews on iTunes. Share us with your friends. If we get enough people, no, we're not going to make you do that. We will give you the episode whether you promote the podcast or not. We will talk about how to turn your book into an audiobook, especially for those of you who are traditionally pu- or self published. It's going to be very easy for you. For those of you who are traditionally published, it'll be harder. Believe it or not, this is one of the areas where being traditionally published can be a bit of a downside because you're a publisher may not want you to have an audiobook, and we'll talk about why that is yep. um, in the future, uh, in a future episode. But for now, um, we would like to tell you about a really cool course that we put together. You may have already heard about this. It's called The Novel Marketing Five-Year Plan to Becoming a Best-Selling Author. And this was based actually off of a listener question uh, to this show. Somebody asked us, uh, they were were feeling lost. They didn't know what to do. They were putting together a five-year plan for work. And they were like, why isn't there one on becoming a professional author that maps out what you should do all the way through for each of the five years? And Jim and I thought about it and we're like, that would be really helpful. Because a lot of people feel like they don't know what to do next. They want a mentor and there's no one to talk to. And we're like, we should do that. And so we we created this course, and it's been incredibly popular. It's in a very similar format to this podcast. So if you enjoy the podcast, you're going to love the course. And if you don't love it, we'll give you your money back. In fact, after five years, if you are not successful we will still give you your money back. So there's two money back guarantees. There's the 30 days, we'll refund your money right away. And then there's the five year, if you're not a best-selling author and you did what we told you to do, which is the big caveat. You can't like just listen. You actually have to follow our advice. But if it doesn't work for you, we will totally refund your money.
0: That's right, best-selling author. Not just successful author, best-selling author. That's the criteria that we are putting on this thing. And, and essentially, the, the, what this course is, is it's a way to take you from... Doing this in 10 years, which the average writer takes, that's the amount of time it takes on average, and cutting it in half, five years instead of 10.
1: It's going to be work. This is not a shortcut. Uh, It's your five-year plan to becoming an overnight success, and it's five years of working, (laughs) but here's the deal. You reap what you sow. And if you work doing the right things and you work in the right ways, you will get the results. And the reason that people are not seeing the success that they want is typically because they're taking shortcuts or they're not doing work on the right things. And that's what this course is going to help you do. So you can check it out at novelmarketing.com. There's a big button that says five-year plan. And we would love to help you help make you a bestselling author.
0: You've been listening to James L. Rubart and Thomas Umstead Jr. on the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between. Thanks for listening.